Hey everyone, welcome to the OMAD Mama podcast. My name is Marty Meshubi, and this is your resource for everything OMAD, intermittent fasting, and health. OMAD stands for one meal a day. It just means that you eat within a one hour period and fast for the remaining 23 hours of the day. There are so many different ways to fast, and we'll talk about those on this podcast. I have learned so much from my own OMAD and intermittent fasting journey, and I wanted to share with as many people as I could, so I decided to start this podcast. I also love talking with others who have incorporated OMAD and fasting in their life's journey, and I'm hoping to share their stories on this podcast as well. I found OMAD and fasting, and it completely reprogrammed my relationship with food while getting me in the best shape of my life. I'll be sharing my journey, advice, recipes, and tips that will keep you successful on your OMAD journey to a stronger and healthier you. This lifestyle has changed my life, so keep listening. It may very well change your life too. I don't know how many times I get this question, and I get it a lot. And I understand because I used to be preoccupied with the same question when I started intermittent fasting. The truth is, anything that has any calories in it is going to break your fast. So there you go. Thanks for listening. See you next week. (laughs) But seriously, yes, if it has calories, it's going to break your fast. The question you should be asking is, what are your goals and how do you feel? Is your goal to lose weight? Did you start intermittent fasting because you wanted to get rid of those love handles or you've been struggling with your weight for so many years and you finally decided to take control and give intermittent fasting a try? Then you need to go all in. Don't go halfway in. Don't go three quarters of the way in. You've got to go all in. You probably want to try to fast as clean as possible. That means no sugar, no milk, no cream, no tea, no nothing like that in your tea or your coffee. And I know you're like, yeah, yeah, Marty, we know all about that. But what about bone broth? What about MCT oil? What about bulletproof coffee? So, guys, there isn't anything inherently wrong with any of those things. Bone broth is great. Bulletproof coffee is great. All of those things are awesome. They're really good. But if you want to remain in a fasted state, um, then having any of those things during your fast is going to break that fast. There's no going around that. There's no... Well, I'll just add a little bit or I'll just add a splash or I'll, and and listen, I I I'm saying this not because I'm trying to be facetious or trying to, you know, upset anybody. I'm saying this because I have been there. I was that person that put the splash of cream, the splash of almond milk or the splash of of milk in my coffee in the morning because that was the only way I thought I could get through my fast for that day. And 
I'm here to tell you that that is going to break your fast. No matter how small the splash is, no matter if it's a tablespoon or a teaspoon, whatever it is, it's going to break the fast. And so the bottom line is, do you want to remain in a completely clean fasted state or do you want to just be able to get through uh, the next hour or the next few hours without eating anything and just try to get through um, that time without having any, any additional calories? Because if you are taking in calories, whether it's a splash of milk or a drop of butter or oil, um, you're going to break the fast. And, and that's the bottom line. Now, I like to reference Dr. Jason Fung, and he's my go-to when discussing this particular topic, um, things that break or don't break the fast. Um, because in his book, The Complete Guide to Fasting, to Intermittent Fasting, and let me pause here for, I know I have a lot of new listeners and new followers, and you may not be familiar with this book, but it's called The Complete Guide to intermittent fasting and it is by um, Dr. Jason Fung and he co-authored it with uh, Jimmy Moore. Um, and this is a really, really, really good uh, book, a, a great resource for you to have in your back pocket, in your toolkit because it's going to help answer a lot of the questions that you may have, especially when you're just starting out fasting. I can't say enough about this book. I still reference it. <laughs> and I feel like I sound like a broken record because I remember when I first started podcasting, I remember uh, referencing this book and saying the same thing. And that was almost, not quite, but almost a year ago. Um, and I still use it even now, even as for as long as I've been fasting, which, you know, it hasn't been that long, but it's a little over a year. And I still reference this book because I'm still learning new things. I'm still learning new gems from it. And so I always um, lead people to it because it's such a, a, a good uh, a resource um, for information. And I'll link it in the show notes for you so you can check it out. You can get it off of Amazon um, or any bookstore, you can you can find it. Um, so I encourage you to, to find it, buy it, use it <laughs> as your resource. Uh, it's a great guide to fasting. The other author that uh, I'd like to recommend as well, and you may, may or may not be familiar with her, is Jen Stevens. And she has written the Delay Don't Deny um, book and that's also a good resource to use. But Dr. Fung in this book, um, so a little background on him, he runs an obesity clinic in Toronto, a diabetes clinic in Toronto, and he discusses this very topic in his book and he highlights that he often encourages uh, his patients, his clients, to use um, bone broth or a splash of milk in their coffee or their tea um, or anything that's less than 50 calories or so. Um, but he does that especially when patients are just beginning their journey, their intermittent fasting journey, because he wants to, to help them stick to it. 
Um, it's a part of the support that he provides to his clients. Um, and it becomes a support to them to help them hang in there, to help them not quit. Uh, because again, you know, we often forget, especially uh, um, longtime fasters, we forgot about how hard it was to when you first started you know sometimes we forget and we'll and we'll say yeah just just fast for 16 hours just fast for 18 hours just don't eat and that's not that's often not as easy as it sounds it might it might sound easy to some people who've been fasting for a very long time um or who've been fasting for a couple of of months but if you go back if you're if you are a long time faster if you go back to the early days of when you first started fasting you know that it was not easy you know that it was super hard getting past you know those first few hours um you know getting that hangry feeling um and understanding you know you're you you're not going to die you just have to hold on um let that hunger wave pass and it's it's hard when you're first starting and so i think for dr fung what his um his tool the thing that he uses to support patients and clients to keep moving forward and to not quit is this idea of adding you know the splash of milk to your coffee or to your tea just to get you over the hump um, and then kind of weaning yourself off of that when you get used to um, being in a fasted state, you know, when your body starts getting used to not eating for an extended amount of time. Now, I should elaborate here and explain that there are foods that will keep you in ketosis. And let me back up a bit for my new listeners, uh, those who are just learning about intermittent fasting. Ketosis is a metabolic state that um, where your body uses fat for fuel. So your body's burning fat for fuel. And you want to be in ketosis, if you, especially if you're trying to lose weight. You want to be in that metabolic state where you're using fat where your body's burning fat for fuel. And so there are foods that will help keep you in ketosis even if you're no longer in a fasted state. Um you can still you're still able to burn fat if you're in ketosis. In fact, that's why the keto diet has been so popular because depending on what you eat, you can still keep your body um, you can still burn fat. You can still keep your body burning fat. Your body becomes like this fat burning machine. And so you're still burning fat. There are foods that are low in carbohydrates and high in fats are key to helping you stay in ketosis. That's, that's the keto diet, low carbs, high fats. Um, but for those of us who are not on keto, Fasting is a beautiful alternative, okay? Fasting helps get you into ketosis while giving your gut time to rest and also burning fat at the same time. Which brings us back to things that break your fast. If you're looking to burn fat and keep your insulin at its lowest, 
then um then a good clean fast is where you need to be um keeping insulin at its lowest is going to help your body tap into those fat stores and then ultimately burn that fat and, and use that fat for fuel um and so if that's what you're looking for if you're looking to burn fat if you're looking to lose weight looking to lose fat then you need to be on a on a clean fast you need if you're fasting it needs to be clean now i should also mention that you can intermittent fast and do keto at the same time the great thing about intermittent fasting is that you can do it no matter what um your diet is whether you're doing keto whether you're doing whole 30 whether you're a vegan whether you're a carnivore whether you're doing paleo whatever types of foods you like to eat intermittent fasting is a layer upon that that just makes life so much easier and makes um eating um so much better and the reason why keto and intermittent fasting works so well is because with keto you are um eating less carbs and you're eating more fat and so you're eating things that are are low uh that have that low glycemic index and that is always a benefit to um your fasting process but again you don't need to be on keto to intermittent fast and you don't need to be on keto to see um changes and to notice differences in weight loss while you're intermittent fasting uh there are many people who intermittent fast who don't do keto i am one of those people there are many others um who uh who do the same and so what i always say is just watch what watch what you eat um and for the, for this episode we're talking about um things that are going to break your fast and if you want to remain in that fasted state as i said earlier you want to fast clean um in putting aside what you eat for a moment the fasted state when you're intermittent fasting that moment you're taking too fast try to make it as clean as possible because that's really where all the benefits are coming from so if you're intermittent fasting for weight loss then you don't want to consume any calories at all Yes, things like bulletproof coffee or MCT oil or bone broth. All of these may be really good um good fats, good things to ingest. Um but once you ingest these, you're no longer in the fasted state. While these things are not while they won't significantly increase insulin level um because they're low glycemic agents, you you still break your fast. If you're fasting to detox your body, clean out broken cells and tissues, um reduce inflammation, then I would still actually I would still recommend a clean fast because once you break your fast, even with MCT, bulletproof, or anything less than 50 calories, the splash of milk I talked about earlier, you once you break that fast, you you don't um you don't go into that deep ketosis state you don't allow your body to go into that deep 
autophagy state where your body is cleaning out um, and basically detoxing those broken cells or eating those broken cells up um, and renewing, making new cells. And so you still want to maintain a clean fast, as clean as possible, as clean as you can, um, to be able to maximize all the benefits of fasting. Sweeteners. Now, um, I know somebody's going to say, well, what about stevia? Um, stevia is a natural sugar. It's been shown not to spike insulin. However, when you're fasting, your brain is still working, right? And adding in something like stevia, although it's a natural sugar um, and it doesn't have maltodextrin and all those other um, crappy ingredients that are really not good for your body, um, although it doesn't have any of those things, when you're um, taking something in like stevia, when you take that in your fasting, uh, that can cause a placebo-like insulin response. So your brain might be thinking, oh, Marty's having something to eat right now. Uh, you might begin to secrete saliva, uh, and your body is going into that fed-like state. Um, when you're actually not even eating anything, you're just having that you know, splash or a couple of drops of stevia, um, but that effect may lead your body to think that you are actually eating food, um, resulting in this placebo-like insulin effect, resulting in you breaking your fast. Um, and so, friends, really, it, it really boils down to you asking yourself, why am I fasting? What kind of benefits am I trying to see? Is it weight loss? Is it detoxing my body? Is it reducing inflammation? Am I doing this to experience more of the health benefits like um, lowering my risk of diabetes, increasing good heart health, increasing cellular repair, um, or maybe even increasing or maybe even decreasing um, my risk of cancer or, or Alzheimer's? Um, you know, knowing what your goal is is going to help you determine what the best approach will be for you. Now, having said all that, um, it's it's still it's still really hard to um, fast clean if you if you haven't done it uh, or if you're so used to fasting with your coffee um, with that splash of milk in your coffee um, with the few drops of stevia and you're able to go you know throughout the day until you get to lunch or until you get to your eating window um, if that's what gets you over that hill or that hump. Um, and you feel that that's been working for you and you feel like you are, you know, losing the weight and you feel, you feel good, go ahead, continue to do that. Um, but my mantra and what I always try to preach and what I always encourage people is to give it a try. Try to do your fast without the stevia, without the cream, without the milk. Um, just give it a try for a couple of days, for a week. Um, and then see the difference because you will notice a difference. You will notice that you're not as hangry. You're not as cranky. Um, you're not feeling like you want to, you're not craving so many things in your fasted while you're fasting, right? Um, because of that clean fast. And that really helps, um, tamper down those cravings. 
It really helps you get through your fast easier. You're, you feel a little more clearer. Um, you know, just give, give that a try and you'll see a huge difference. For me, my initial goal with intermittent fasting and with OMAD was to lose weight. That's why I started uh, and that's why I kept going. While I started with adding cream to my coffee, and you know, I've talked about this many times, I've posted about it. If you go back to my stories, you'll see my, my history and my story about this. Um, but I started with adding cream to my coffee. Um, and it was really, really difficult in the beginning to let that go. I remember the first time I had coffee without cream and I hated it. Um, but I soon found greater benefits um, and saw better results. It wasn't that I wasn't losing weight. And let me make that very clear. I was losing weight. I did see weight loss even when I was adding milk to my coffee. Um, you know, that splash of milk. I did see weight loss. But guys, the amazing thing is that I saw greater benefits. I saw greater weight loss. I, saw, I had greater mental, mental clarity. I felt better. I had less cravings when I removed that milk from my coffee in the morning. That splash of milk, I completely took that out. I, had, I wasn't having the stevia or the sugar, um, but I was having that cream. I was adding that milk to my coffee in the morning. And once I eliminated that, it was a total game changer. But it takes time. It takes time. Um, and, you know, a few months ago, I would say, just do it. Cold turkey. Cut it off. <laughs> But I understand that it takes time. I understand that it's difficult. Um, so you may want to ease, ease yourself out of it. Wean yourself off of the milk. Wean yourself off of the stevia. Uh, and you will see greater, you will see a greater difference. You know, slowly eliminate the milk. You know, take it out um, on Monday take it out on Tuesday, then start taking out the sugar. And if you need a little more time to do that, allow yourself the grace and the time to do that. But I would strongly encourage you get to that place where you have completely eliminated milk, cream, sugar, whether it's stevia, whether it's honey, whatever that is, eliminate that from your fast. You can have all those amazing things when you open your window, but in your fast, you want to make that as clean as possible um, so that you're experiencing all the great um, benefits of being in that fasted state. Well, we've come to the end of another OMAD Mama podcast episode. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you found this information useful. Please don't forget to share it with your friends. Please also subscribe, rate, and leave a comment. It really helps others find the podcast. Please remember that this podcast is not to be used as your source for medical advice. If you have any medical questions or concerns, please contact your doctor or medical provider. And before you go, check out the OMAD Mama website at www.omadmama.com. You'll find loads of information on intermittent fasting, OMAD tips and tricks on how to begin your fasting journey. 
You'll also find the OMAD Mama blog where I talk about my journey as well as the latest intermittent fasting news. You can also always find me on Instagram at OMAD underscore mama underscore love or you can send me an email at marty, M-A-R-T-I-E at omadmama.com. I'd really love to hear from you.